Good evening and good evening. I want to thank you again for joining us this evening to study the Word of God. This is brought to you by Zion Hill Church family. We are privileged to be the pastor. We're going to be talking about the book of Deuteronomy today. That book is the last book of the Torah. It's not the last book of the Bible. As I told you, we will walk through the entire Bible. But today we're going to focus on the book of Deuteronomy. To appreciate this book, please, like I always tell you, each book is connected to the last one. Genesis connects to Exodus, Exodus connects to uh, Leviticus, Leviticus to Numbers, and it goes on and on. All the books connected. So now we're talking about Deuteronomy. Briefly, you will remember this is about the people of Israel. They've been through what we call Exodus, and now they find themselves in the wilderness, and they end up in that wilderness of Sinai, Mount Sinai for one year. And after one year, the Bible says God told them, look, it's time to move. And then God did something with them before they move. He made a covenant with them. So we have the escape. Then we have them in the wilderness. We're now around Mount Sinai. God made a covenant with them. And guess what? They broke the covenant they became disqualified for the blessings. I can stop there and preach to you and me. How many times you and I refuse to obey the laws of God, the covenant of Almighty God. And as a result, we are faced with all kinds of trouble in our lives. Let me encourage you to learn to obey the laws of God. If you really want to prosper, if you want it to be well with you, if you want your house, your family to be free of plague, of trouble, of disaster, the best way, the best insurance, the best protection for you is obedience to the law of God. Because the people of Israel broke the covenant, Guess what the consequences? A two-week journey took them 40 years. 40 long years. Imagine that. I don't want that for you or me. I don't want us to be wandering around in the valley of poverty, in the valley of sicknesses and disease, in the valley of struggles and not making it, just working, working for years and years. At your retirement, they give you a Rolex watch and you're still broke, you're still poor. That's not the best of God. Let's return back to obedience. Obedience birth blessings. These guys were wondering, in the wilderness because of their disobedience to God's word. 
So the book of Deuteronomy is Moses, who is their leader, now trying to give them a long speech. The whole book is actually a speech by one man, Mr. Moses. He was the pastor, <laughs> the pastor of that congregation. So now we're going to explain his sermon. His sermon, ladies and gentlemen, can be divided to, into three sections. Chapters 1 through chapter 11 is the first part. Then chapter 12 through chapter 26 is the second part. Then we have the third part, chapter 27 to chapter 34. I'm going to knock it out, just explain to you what each section of his sermon is and what it means to the people of Israel and what it means to you and me today. By the way, let me encourage you when your time permits, read the whole book of Deuteronomy. You will love it. I'm going to give you a reason <laughs> to love the book today. The first part of that, that sermon, or what some people will say, Moses' speech, but because we speak spiritual language, it's not just a speech. It's actually a sermon. So chapters 1 through chapter 11, Moses began to talk to the people. Before I tell you what Moses told the people, you need to understand who is he talking to. Because they have been wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, God had allowed the first generation of escapee, the people that escaped from Egypt, they all died in the wilderness. So Moses is actually talking to their children. So this is a new generation. It's very important because those of us who are, who are preachers, we know one thing, that if you're going to preach to anybody, your sermon must match the audience that you're speaking to. Wow. <laughs> That's just a little tip for preachers who are watching this. So... Keep in mind, Moses was speaking to a new generation, the, the children of those people who came out of Egypt who have all died. By the way, why do they die in the wilderness? When God promised them, he's taking them to the promised land. I'll give you three reasons why they all died. Number one, sin. Are you listening to me? See, God is a holy God. They kept just doing the wrong thing. So they didn't make it. Number two, they said with their own mouth, we are not able to go up and possess the land. There are giants in the land. We are not big enough to fight them. We are not strong enough to fight. We are not able to go out there. We won't make it. In fact, we would rather go back to Egypt. So with their own mouth, they disqualify themselves from entering the promised land. The third reason, ladies and gentlemen, is because they are constantly murmuring and complaining and whining. So God said, look, because you say you're not going to make it, 
guess what? You're not going to make it. That is why I always encourage you, be careful what you say concerning your own self. Be careful what you say concerning your own children. Be careful what you say about your church, about your ministry, about your future. I love it when children of God are optimistic. Believe that you can make it. Believe that when you are sick, you're going to get healed. Believe that whatever you're going through right now, you're going to overcome it. Like right now, we're dealing with the coronavirus. Guess what I believe? We're going to survive it. Hallelujah. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, coronavirus will not have the last word in your life and in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, what you say concerning yourself is very important. They all died in the wilderness because they kept saying they're not going to make it. They're not able to make it. And that's what happened. So now Moses is talking to their children, not the ones that were murmuring. Chapters 1 through chapter 11, Moses started out by saying, look, folks, let me remind you what your daddy did, what your mama and them, they were stubborn, they were rebellious, they were disobedient. They broke the covenant of Almighty God. And Moses began to tell the children, don't be like your parents. Choose to do exact opposite. While your parents were being disobedient, while your parents were being rebellious, God remained faithful. God remained loving to them. God fed them. God brought them. God healed their body. They traveled for 40 years. The Bible said not one of them was feeble. And their shoe, they only had one shoe. It never went out. Wow. <laughs> so God was faithful to them when they were unfaithful to God. So Moses is encouraging all these young people, don't be like your parent. You know, you and I, we can relate to that. Have you ever considered how faithful God is to you and me? I hope I don't have to remind you what our forefathers went through. Many of them really had no shoes. Many of them really didn't have food to eat. Many of them don't live in a mansion. Some of them live in a tent. Some of them live in a basement. Many of them never had their own ride. But look at you and me today. We dress nice. We can fix our hair and look pretty. We can go shopping, go on vacation. We have our own ride. We have our own apartment, our own homes. We go when we want to go. We go on vacation. Look at how good God has been to us. If anybody should love God with all their heart, it should be you and me. I don't know about you. Every now and then when I look around and see how much God has done for me, it makes me cry. 
these are tears of joy. I just felt so humble and so grateful that God looked beyond all my fault and he kept on blessing me. I'm sure that may be your own story too. That is why Moses is telling these children, what you need to do with God is to reciprocate his love. God loves you, you ought to love God. God is faithful to you, you ought to be faithful to God. God protected you from all harm and danger, you ought to be thankful to God. The Bible said the angel of the Lord encamp around them that fear him. I want to encourage you this evening, learn to appreciate God. Learn to be thankful. Learn to love God. Moses is teaching them, say, look, remember the covenant that God established with your fathers, with your moms. Don't ignore those documents, 10 of them. Number one, don't have no other God beside God. Number two, don't worship idols. Moses reminding them, said, don't forget this thing. Don't worship idols. Number three, he said, don't take the name of the Lord in vain. He's telling this young generation, he said, number four, remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. Number five, he said, honor your mom, your dad, honor your parents. I'm telling you folks, just those commandments alone will set you free. How many talks to them? Number six, don't commit adultery. adultery. Number seven, don't steal. Number eight, don't lie. He said, don't cheat. He said, don't be covetous. How many just laid out? He reminded them what's in the document. <laughs> it, was, it was not just some fancy saying. It was a covenant between their parents and God Almighty. And God in exchange said, if you will keep those commandments, I will bless you. I will take away sicknesses and disease. Have you noticed a lot of people are getting sick lately? Have you noticed the effect of this so-called coronavirus and how many people actually died? I'm sorry to have to call this thing to your, to your attention. This is what happened when the world disobeyed God. Our disobedience is causing all kinds of calamities, tornado, earthquake, I mean all kinds of weird stuff. God is a good God. God don't bring no mess to us, but we open the door to a lot of bad things because of our disobedience. So Moses, chapter 1 through chapter 11, he's making this speech to them. It's just like I'm doing to you now. I say, don't forget this covenant. Learn to obey them so you can be blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If I were you, 
I'll go read those chapters 1 through chapter 11. Meditate upon it. Let it sink in. And begin to do what God commands. We call it Ten Commandments. And believe me when I tell you, if you really allow God to minister to you and you begin to practice what he says, you can only go one way, up and never down. Hallelujah. Then Moses also told them about something called Shema. S-H-E-M-A. Shema is a very profound statement Moses made to these people who are listening to him. Moses said, look, listen, O Israel. The Lord our God is one God. He said, thou shalt love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's what the Israelites, the Jews, till this day, they call it Shema. By the way, guess what they do till this day in Israel? I've been to Israel, so I can tell you this. <laughs> Every day, twice in a day, they pray this prayer. Listen, O Israel. The Lord, that God, is one. Thou shalt love the Lord with all your heart. With all your soul, with all your strength, every Jew believes that. Let me encourage you to tap into that anointing too. Can you imagine what will happen to you and your household if you learn to love your God with all your heart? Can you imagine what will happen if your spouse love you with all of his heart. Or with all of her heart. Well, you say I'm not married. Can you imagine what will happen if your boyfriend or your girlfriend love you with all of his heart or her heart? You talk about you being in business. <laughs> the Bible is really simple and yet so profound. Our relationship with God ought not to be casual. God is worthy to be loved with all of our heart. God is worthy to be loved with all of our soul. There comes a time that you are preoccupied in your mind with the love of God. Hallelujah. I wish I can testify sometime. The love of God will cause you to be humble. The love of God will cause you to be forgiving. The love of God will cause you to appreciate him. I can go on and on. The Bible says, and love him with all your strength. It is so important. That's why every Jew prayed that twice each day of the year. By the way, the theologian in me will not let me go without explaining what those two key words. You remember the two key words? Listen, O Israel. One key word is that word, listen. The second key word is love 
thy God. Let's look at the first one. That word listen is different from what you know in English language. In English language, when somebody says listen, he's really talking about the sound waves that's coming out of his mouth. So that sound waves is going like I'm talking to you now. I really would appreciate it that you listen to me. <laughs> you see, but from the Jewish standpoint, the word listen is twofold. It has two meanings. Number one, it means hear what I'm saying to you. Wow. Number two, it means don't just hear what I'm saying to you. Respond to what I'm saying to you. I can be talking to my technicians here, Brother Maurice, and all these smart people around me, running the cameras and running the sound. I can be talking to them. But if they don't respond, they have not listened from Jewish standpoint. So when Moses told the people, listen, he said, no, listen means hear what I'm saying to you and respond. Don't just hear me, respond to God. How do you respond? He said, love that God. With all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. Wow. Do you know to love God is to obey God? Obedience is the best indicator of love for God. What are you obeying? Goes back to the commandments he gave you. When he says, don't have no other God beside me. Grab it, obey it. When it says, thou shalt not worship idols, grab it and obey it. When it says, look, don't take the name of God in vain. Hello? That's how you get blessed. When it says, look, don't take Sabbath for granted. Remember the Sabbath. I can't even get some of you to come to church. How are you going to remember something you don't even pay attention to attend? He said, keep it holy. Remember the Lord. Remember the Sabbath. Then he talks about your parents. Do you know many of us are not blessed because of the way we, we deal with our parents? I'm sure some of you will say, Pastor, you don't even know my parents. You don't know what they've done to me. How they abandoned me. How they didn't do this. How they didn't do that. How they were not there for me. Believe me when I tell you. I can relate to that. But God said, honor your father and your mother. You're not the only one who've been through some rough childhood. David testified, when my, mom, my mother and my father forsake me, even then God is there to pick me up. Hallelujah. So, there's something about just learning to obey what God said. If God said, honor your father and your mother, just do it. Hallelujah. Just do it. That's how you get blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot say 
you love somebody if you don't obey what they're telling you. And you cannot obey God unless you truly love him. You see, so listening from Jewish standpoint, I'm teaching you some serious theology now. Listening and loving is connected. Some people just hear what you say, but they had no desire or intention to do it. Many homes are messed up today. Many families are dysfunctional today because the communication just horrible. People are hearing you, but they won't do a thing that you say. Even sometimes children. You show me a child that is blessed. I'll show you a child that grew up in obedience to his parents. Let me encourage all of you to get with God program. Ladies and gentlemen, then we get to the second part of the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 12, all the way to chapter 26. You know what Moses, Moses is still preaching to the people. And this time what he did, then he reminded those, those young people. Then he's trying to explain what he said. You know young people, they're hearing you sometimes, but you got to break it down to their level. So he was explaining, he was clarifying, he was saying, look, this is what you need to do. This is what I meant when I said this. This is what, I, I, this may be some big English or some big Hebrew to you. Let me break it down. And he went through all of that. Now the amazing thing, about this second part, is Moses then turn around and say, you know what? I know you will not do it. Huh. That's shocking. Now, that's a real pastor. You know why he can say you will not do it? Because he know them. <laughs> he know his audience. He, he knew their history. He pastored their mom and dad. All their uncles and all them, all them folks. He said, I know you won't do this. But if you do it, it's for your own benefit. Then he also explained to them some other laws. By the way, the name Deuteronomy came from that chapter, chapter 12 through chapter 26. The word Deuteronomy means the second law. You remember the first law, the Ten Commandments. Now, Moses had more laws. He taught them laws about worship. He taught them laws about leadership. Then he taught them laws about social justice. When I talk about worship, he really told them, this is how you worship God. If you're a worshiper, maybe you're a worship team or a praise team member, or maybe you're just a brother or sister that want to really learn how to worship God. The book of Deuteronomy will be awesome for you to read. And maybe you're in leadership, like me. Or maybe you're just a leader in your house, and you want to know how to conduct yourself. What are the characteristics of a true leader? What are the qualifications? What are the expectations? The book of Deuteronomy is awesome for that. He talks about Leadership such as kings, 
such as priests, such as elders. He just broke it down. You want to be an elder? This is what you need to do. You want to be a priest? This is what you need to do. You want to be a king? I mean, everything goes back to the law of God. He Then he talks about social justice. You're basically telling these people, this is what you need to do to the poor. Don't ignore them. This is what you need to do to the widows. Don't ignore them. This is what you need to do to the orphans, people who, are, who have no parents, orphanage. And then there's a fourth category of social justice, immigrants, foreigners among you. He told them, this you got, in fact, believe it or not, the book spelled out one-tenth of your earnings. You have to return it back to God to take care of the temple. That's part of worship. <laughs> We're talking about tithes now. Then he told them another tenth, another one-tenth of your earning should be devoted to helping those who are in need. Every three years, every Jewish man or woman knows they have to give a tenth of their earning to take care of the poor, to take care of the widows, to take care of the orphans, to take care of the immigrants among them. Wow. Can you imagine if we are doing that today? We have churches in every corner. But why do we still have hope, homeless people? Why do we still have people who can find food to eat? Why? I mean, I can go on and on. I challenge every pastor listening to me. Let's do the right thing. I don't want to be bragging about our church, but this is very important. There's something we call help ministry. Most of the people we're helping, they're not even members of the church. Why are we doing it? Because I read in the book of Deuteronomy. I read in several other books how it is important to take care of those who are in need. Can I get an amen? I wish I could testify. I remember there were times in my own life that I didn't have much. And God sent some people into my life to take care of me. Wouldn't it be a shame today that I have so much and don't remember to help others? Maybe that's your story too. Let's all do the right thing. Let's help those who are in need. The poor, the widows, the orphans. The, the, the foreigners among us, the aliens among us. There are other people that have needs. The homeless. Even people in prison. I mean, we can go on and on. You may very well be that person that God wants to use to be a blessing to the other. Now, let me wrap this up. There's a third section of Moses' sermon or speech or whatever you want to call it. From chapter 27 all the way to chapter 34. Moses gave them hope. Say, I know you're not going to comply with these rules. But say, this is what you need to be, be, be aware of. The day will come when God will send somebody. Or God himself will do circumcision of your heart. Wow. But he said, before I close my sermon to you all, Moses said, let me school you, let me warn you. He said, if you obey God, 
you will be blessed. Are you listening to me? He said, if you disobey God, you will be cursed. When you get a chance, read the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. He said, when you obey God, God will set you high above all nations. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's where I want to go. He said, bless you will be coming in. Bless you will be going out. When you wake up, you'll be blessed. When you go to bed, you'll be blessed. The work of your hand will be blessed. The seed of your womb will be blessed. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Whether you are blessed or cursed is really in your hand. It's, it's purely up to you. The funny thing is that many of us want to be blessed, but we don't want to do the right thing. Moses said, let me conclude my sermon to you, O Israel. He said, I said before you, this day, he said, I call all of heaven and earth as witness. This day, I said before you, life and death, blessings and curses. Then he told them, choose life. <laughs> That's like somebody, you know, as a college professor, I have to give tests and exams to my students. It's like giving students an exam, and then you give them options, A, B, C, D, E, and you say, hey, choose B, that's the answer. <laughs> you would think the human race would never miss this question when he told them the question. And he told them the answer. He said, choose life. This is the correct answer. The sad thing. And I cannot even explain it. As a theologian, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I say, what's wrong with human race? Are these people not? And God will remind me, you're one of the human race. That's why I'm raising you up. To declare my words. To share with people of your generation, the heart of God. He wants you and me to choose life. He said when we choose life, we're going to be blessed. You, do you know what it means to be blessed? That means nothing is missing, nothing is broken in your life. Wholeness, long life, good health, prosperity. Do you know what it means to be cursed? He told them, You'll be like a leaking bucket. You'll be working with nothing to show for it. He also warned them. He said, not only will you be cursed, the work of your hand will be cursed. The seed of your womb. He said, look, not only that, you will lose what you got. You'll be taken into exile. And guess what? Everything Moses said is what happened. Because of their disobedience. If you don't get anything from me tonight, let me beg you. I'm preaching even to my own self. And all my children, wherever they are watching this, learn to walk in obedience of God's command. The sure way to success in life is being obedience to God. Our God is so damn packed. In my spirit, I don't even need notes to preach it to you. 
obedience birth blessing. A lot of what we are seeing today, call it coronavirus, call it COVID-19. I don't care if you call it COVID-18 or 17 or 15. It's a result of human race being disobedient to God. No devil could mess with us as God's children except when we open the door to sin and disobedience. The good news is that Moses predict the day will come when God in his great mercy and love will have a circumcision of our heart because our problem is a, is a darkened heart. It's like a, a heart that is blocked a heart that is just, ooh, I can't even think of the word. But God has promised the day will come when he will circumcise your heart. He circumcised my heart. By the way, could it be today is the day? Could it be that's the only reason why I'm here sharing with you about this book? Can I be honest with you? I had to go through that. I had to allow God to circumcise my heart. Every now and then, my children, my, my wife would say, we cannot believe why you think the way you think. And I would smile. I'm just like you. But one day, God circumcised my heart. It changes everything. I want to encourage you. Give your heart to Jesus. If you're listening to me and you say, Pastor, I want to do just that. I see what this book is all about. I see where Pastor Moses is coming from. And I listen to you breaking it down. I get it. I want to do better. I want a, a shield of protection around my family. I don't want us to be going through the same old, same old thing that we're going through every year. There's a number under the screen. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you. Call that number. You know what? There are preachers there waiting to pray with you. To agree with you. And God will honor your commitment. Make that first move. Ask somebody to pray with you. That God will give you the strength. That God will give you the courage. That God will circumcise your heart. I've seen a brother that walk out of the hotel in the middle of the night and call me and say, Pastor, I don't like the way I'm living. I'm out of here. Will you pray with me? In fact, <laughs> he said, will you pick me up? <laughs> Which I did, by the way. My friend, there is no better thing to do with your life than to allow God to circumcise your heart. You will think different. Your viewpoint will change. Your worldview will change. Your perception of life will change. And that's what God wants to do right now. Let me end up by saying Moses then called Joshua.
Joshua was one of his lieutenants. And he, he handed him his staff. He said, look, I'm done. My time is up. I'm commissioning you to be the next leader. Oh, you know I'm going to mention that because my name is Josh. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's fun to leave your own name. Moses literally transferred leadership to, to Josh. And then Moses did something else. He took all those laws, the Ten Commandments, all the second set of laws that, that he, he told those people, he wrote it down and he put it inside the Ark of the Covenant. If you open up the Ark of the Covenant today, you will see a copy of the commandment, the laws. You will see a bowl where God fed the people with manna in the wilderness. And you will see Aaron's Rod that budded miracles. Those are the three items in the Ark of the Covenant. And then after that, Moses climbed up the mountain, Mount Nebo, because he knew he's not going to make it to the promised land. He just wanted to see where the people are going because they are just about to enter the promised land. The only thing they need to cross now is what we call River Jordan. Once they cross the River Jordan, they enter the promised land. So Moses went up the mountain to take a good look at the promised land that God has promised. He could see, yes, my people will finally arrive. And after he saw the promised land, he died on that mountain. So the next time we go into the book of Joshua, <laughs> guess what? And we'll see Israel under new leadership. One of the things you're going to find out when they were crossing Jordan, Jordan was a big river, roaring, you know, big river. But when Jordan heard the voice of Israelites coming, it back off. Let me say this concerning you. When the devil hears the, the voice of your praise and worship, it will back up. Sicknesses will back up from you. Disease and plague will back up from you. In the name that is above every name, when your praises go up, the only thing that will come down is blessing. Thank you for studying with me the book of Deuteronomy. God bless you until we meet again.